This is Radioactive Magazine, a KKFI public affairs program of progressive activism, opinion, and commentary. Opinions expressed on this program are those of the speakers alone and are not necessarily the views of KKFI, its staff, volunteers, board of directors, show hosts, or other guests on the program. This is M.C. Richardson, chairman of the United Minority Media Association, inviting you to participate in Yuma's 50th anniversary, Saturday, December the 2nd, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Bruce O. Watkins Cultural Heritage Center, 3700 Blue Parkway, KCMO, workshops, presentations, and awards, plus a luncheon. For more information and donations, call 816-694-2273. Okay, Jeff, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so this is Craig Lubeau. You are listening to Radioactive Magazine. And today my Jeff, my guest is Jeff. And would you say I, I have it like Spiteri? Is that correct? That's correct, yeah, Spiteri. Okay. Um, Jeff wrote a book called The Bridge Within, and it is about um, his growing up, and you grew up in Kansas City, is that correct? No, actually, I did not grow up in Kansas City. I grew up outside of Detroit. Um, the book uh, chronicles my, my journey um, and struggles with, uh, with mental health and behavioral issues. And uh, my experiences um, navigating my way off the street. Um, I rode freight trains across the country when I was younger, and I uh, I passed through Kansas City uh, while I was on the street. So uh, so it features some of my time spent on the street there in Kansas City. All right, and the book gets into so deals with your past and it talks about connection to other people as a result of your past. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, my, my book, uh, you know, so the, the crux of the crux of my book, um, and, uh, you know, what it really, what it really talks about, we, it touches on, um, ancestral trauma and, it uh, you know, kind of, talks about um it talks about um you know how trauma is passed down through our lineage and so i'll i'll just i'll share i'll share about the book you know um and just really what uh you know what it touches on my my uh my mother actually grew up in marshall uh she grew up on a farm um marshall missouri and um you know she she grew up uh you know not well off she, you know family of about seven kids her dad was a farmer and um and you know she she experienced a lot of loss at an early age and um yeah and the the book chronicles uh you know it chronicles a lot of things um you know it touches on my experiences with uh childhood sexual abuse um with uh, delinquency um, as a result of, uh, you know, the, the prevailing issues that uh, arise from, from a type of childhood trauma and, you know, most any childhood trauma. 
and um, <clears throat> and so yeah, it it really like kind of lays the foundation by talking about uh, where my parents came from because you know these issues don't uh, just just happen sporadically like uh, a lot of times these pat these uh, these patterns of abuse and these patterns of trauma like happen generationally. And so it really, uh, it really touches on, uh, you know, the fact that my mother went through, uh, her mother passed away. Her mother died in a drowning accident when she was young. She was, her mother was pregnant. She had, she lost her sister in the accident as well. And, uh, you know, life was really hard for, for her. And, uh, that set her up for a lot of relational patterns, um, you know, um, early on you know, losing your childhood um, and uh, not having a, not being able to be a kid, having to grow up early. And, um, you know, my, my father on the same, the same token who I experienced abuse from, you know, he, uh, he grew up in an immigrant family outside of Detroit. His, uh, his father immigrated from the island of Malta, which is just south of Sicily and east of Tunisia. Um, after the Second World War, and it was the heaviest bombed piece of land during the war. Uh, he grew up in a bomb shelter, my grandfather. And, um, you know, at the end of his life, uh, he started to divulge a lot of things that happened to him during the war. Um, and one of them was, you know, being put up for adoption. And, uh, it, you know, he, a lot more things happened, I'm pretty darn sure, because because of the, the patterns that I've, you know, as I've healed my own stuff, I've begin to, begun to observe looking back at my family and, and beginning to understand, like, you know, the different roles people play in the family system um, and the different, um, you know, the different uh, ways that, uh, you know, relationally trauma can be played out. People can be scapegoated with the family's issues and uh, there, there can be like narcissistic abuse, um, and uh, you know, people people tend to you know in toxic family systems play different roles, and um, and so my my story really is about how you know I I was kind of the black sheep in my family, I uh, you know I held a lot of the trauma for my family, and uh, and and how I uh, I decided to leave. Um, you know, after dealing with a lot of mental health issues as a young person, um, behavioral health issues, you know, really uh, um, deciding, uh, you know, at a after high school, I, I kind of was at my, my wit's end and realized that, like, there was nothing for me in my family um, and that I needed to, to go elsewhere. And so I ended up on the street and I ended up riding freight trains across the country um, and... Um, yeah, and so I passed through Kansas City. Um, I had an aunt that lived in, that lives in Kansas City, and uh, and one summer, uh, summer of two thousand eight, I uh, I started jumping trains with with a friend of mine, and um, yeah, we ended up there, and uh, uh, just outside of Argentine, Kansas, in the BNSF yard, is uh, you know where I spent a lot of time as well. Um, and, uh, after that, uh, made my way out to California and, um, yeah, the, the story just chronicles how, uh, you know, 
how I begun to uncover um, the abuse that happened to me um, and uh, how I how I navigated my way, you know, through all this trauma. And um, yeah, really, uh, you know, I ended up uh, on the street with a, a, a group of other kids. And and I'll, I'll also say this is that, uh, you know, we look around at the people on the street and uh, a lot of them uh, reflect the, the family system dynamic within our society. And like, you know, a lot of people who end up on the street, um, I believe were, you know, victims of, you know, a lot of, um, or held a lot of the abuse in their own families and, you know, were kind of outcasts. And, uh, you know, on a macro level, you can look at it and see that, uh, you know, that's the case because they also hold that, uh, that, uh, you know, that stigma and that, uh, that trauma for our society. They're, they're the outcasts of our society. They're, they, um, you know, in American culture, we don't really have a culture of, of helping, of helping people out, uh, per se. Uh, especially like established within our, our federal government and the policies that are, are instated. And, um, you know, it varies from state to state, but uh, overall I, I just spent two years in Europe and, uh, you know, the homelessness problem here and the homelessness problem in Europe is, uh, you know, there's this, a disparity there. I mean, the UK is struggling for sure, but, and everybody, everywhere is struggling. Um, and the, the problems are getting are getting worse over, across a wide range, but the the culture here um, hasn't uh, really, um, you know, caught up with, uh, you know, uh, the whole um, idea that, uh, yeah, that we we are we're all a human community, and at the end of the day, we we breathe, sleep, you know, eat, we look at the same sun, we uh, we live off the same earth. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I'll just also, you know, just, just share, um, that, uh, yeah. So, so, you know, the book, uh, in the book, I, um, I, I'm with these, this group of, of friends and, uh, you know, it becomes a really toxic situation within the group of friends. I decide to leave and I know I need to get help. And, um, so I go to California because I'm in Oregon at that time. I go back to California and I find a job on a farm and, and there I finally feel safe and, uh, you know, some sort of containment I'm around safe, healthy people, people who care about me. And, and as I begin to feel safe, my body begins to feel safe and these memories and this trauma starts to emerge. And, um, you know, I took a, my family, my family flew me back to Detroit that winter because I still wasn't really sure what was going on with all these emotions and everything. And, you know, that's when I started to really see as an outsider coming back into my family what was, what was happening. And I really started to have, like, uh, memories of, of, um, of what had happened. Um, and then just really identify, like, the dynamics in my family because after I left, my brother, who who was, you know, the kind of golden child of the family. He was academic. He was really, you know, he did really well. He uh, he ended up um, becoming very depressed and 
And my family, my father always used kind of debt to control, you know, uh, debt with car payments for my brother, debt with, you know, college. And he, he often used that to kind of like control and manipulate my brother. And, and I had seen that. And so that's why I left because I, I didn't want any part of that. So my brother was, you know, after going back to see my family, my brother was, you know, he had dropped out of college. He was, you know, depressed. And my father, like, you know, this guy, my brother's like 20 years old at the time. And, you know, he's being told that he can't, like, have any friends, see anybody, you know. He's, like, you know, under house arrest, basically. And, you know, and just w- watching this dynamic, I was just like, I don't want anything to do with it. And, and um and so after getting getting back to to California after that visit at Christmas, I a friend of mine on the farm, he's he's actually from Italy. He barely spoke a lick of English. Um, but he, you know, he took me and him were became close and he took, you know, interest in me. Um he's a photographer and uh and he he saw that uh, something had really been wrong when I visited and you know and so he had he had wanted to to come with me um on the street to document how I had been living and riding freight trains etc and and so uh I had agreed but this whole time I was like in conflict because you know I was so scared of all this material coming up inside of me all this trauma I was so overwhelmed and um you know I just you know I felt like I had to take care of this guy and at the same time he was the only safe person in my life so like it was a push and pull game and uh you know finally in in Southern California in Venice Beach is where I kind of broke down and you know desperately uh you know he was about to leave me in this situation because I had just kept pushing him away and like we had kept getting into fights and and finally I told him what had happened and what I was going through you know I told him my father molested me and um all this uh you know all this stuff came out um and um yeah and he you know he he looked at me there and um uh, you know instead of leaving he said you know I'm not going to leave you he you know and he he uh promised me that he was going to make sure that I got help. And this and so, is still your brother you're talking about, is that correct? No, this, so this this is this guy. So my brother was was who I saw back in Detroit. Um, you know, who was kind of being controlled by my my family, and then okay. I flew back to to California because my my parents had flown me when I got this job on this farm after being on the street. Um, I got this job on this farm for the winter, mm-hmm. and my parents decided to fly me back to Detroit for Christmas, and that's kind of where I began to observe the family dynamic from, like, a, an outside perspective. And, uh, you know, when, you know, stuff started to really come up for me, and and this guy on this farm, this guy, this Italian guy was a friend, and so... It's, uh, he, he's who, um, you know, he's who ended up, uh, really helping me, um, to get off the street. Um, and, um, yeah, being a safe person, being someone that I, I, uh, I could trust, you know, and someone who created like a, a safe space for me to, 
to share what I had I had experienced. So, yeah. um, you mentioned that your grandfather came from Malta. Um, what did your dad come from Malta too, or was he born over here? He was born over here. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're referring to abuse, was it all by your father, your mom, or somebody else? Well, you know, abuse shows up in a lot of different ways. And uh, in childhood trauma, you know, it can definitely be relational. So, you know, um, you know the, the, really, uh, um, the really obvious stuff was, um, you know, sexual abuse. Um, and, uh, the other stuff was, um, you know, kind of relational, uh, relational stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, that, that in itself, uh, you know, parents maybe, maybe, uh, playing, you know, playing, uh, playing emotional games with their children or, you know, just not being fully available like you know trauma this this earth is a, a you know it's a, a trauma learning experience i don't think anybody goes it's out unscathed um or hasn't experienced trauma and uh in some form or fashion and so you know i mean as a as a as a a parent you know if you um if you never got your needs met and you never were able to resolve that, and you grew up as a uh, as a child that had to take care of your siblings, and you never had a childhood. Then, you know, the way you relate to your you're not going to be completely 100% there and emotionally available in your life, and that's going to show up in how you raise your kids and how you you know relate to them and how you connect with them and the amount of affection and and the quality of um, relationship that you can provide for them um you know and and that's how it gets passed down that's how trauma gets passed down generationally um and yeah a lot of us are a lot of people are are out here you know knowing or unknowing like walking around with with a deficit of you know you know relational experience um and a, a deficit of uh you know connection to themselves because their caregivers weren't able to to give that to them so and the brother you have was that the only sibling you had or did you have others yeah i have a i have a younger sister as well um you know and uh, i i don't think she received the same um kind of experience that i i did um yeah, and I think, um, you know, that could have to do with her, you know, being, uh, you know, being a female, or it could have to do with her being younger and, you know, some, you know, just different dynamics, you know, there's, there's different, uh, there's different ways, um, and patterns of abuse. And so, you know, Maybe my mother was more vigilant uh, about my sister, you know, more uh, aware of, you know, things with my sister. And uh, and so, 
you know, stuff might not have happened to her the way it happened to me or the way it possibly happened to my brother. Have you been able to talk about your own abuse with your brother and or sister? Um, yeah, you know, when I when I went back to Detroit that Christmas uh, back in 2008, I, uh, you know, it kind of came out. I, I told my brother, you know, one evening, we're watching TV. Uh, I was laying on the floor and I told him that, you know, it just kind of came out of me that I thought my dad had um, had abused me. And um, my brother, you know, looked at me and uh, had uh, had said that, uh, you know, don't you think uh, you should just forgive? And, um, you know, it wasn't really his way of, um, it was more of his way of uh, kind of blowing it off, like not, not, like not being able to look at it. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, I had, I had actually initially after, after, you know, coming more to grips with what I was dealing with, you know, had circled back around and, and mentioned it to him. And, um, he, I asked him, you know, do you think something had ever happened to you? And he said, you know, yeah, but like, how, how could I really know? You know, and then like, also like, you know, also with the whole, don't you think you should forgive? And, and, um, and, you know, it, and also with my cousin, I have a, a distant, I have a cousin within that, that same family on my dad's side. And, uh, you know, my grandfather, my aunt one evening told me that, uh, you know, the stuff my grandfather did to my uncle and my dad when they were younger, if he did them nowadays, he'd be in jail. And, um, and my, my cousin was actually kind of, uh, she's, she's definitely an outcast of the, of the family. My, my uncle was like the, the black sheep in his, and my dad's and his family, you know, and, uh, he left at an early age and, um, <clears throat> he, um, yeah, he just, re he received, uh, yeah, um, uh, just the, the brunt of uh, of that uh, you know familial dysfunction, and um, you know I asked my cousin because she was she's kind of like a, like deeply outcast in my family. You know, you think ever anything ever happened to you? And she said, Yeah, of course, but everything is so secretive and hidden in our family. Like, you know, how could I know? <sighs> So yeah. Um, okay. What's he? So your brother is younger than you? No, no, my brother is uh, two years older. Older. Okay. And how old were you when you left home? I was about, um, you know, intermittently. Um, I I began like uh, leaving home. You know, I'd been kicked out of my home when I was a teenager, and you know the it was like home life was unstable. So I would like leave or I would, but when I left for good, I was 19. Um, you know, I, um, I graduated high school a year late and I, I left. Uh, and, um, yeah. And so, so I got off, I ended up, you know, with, with, uh, this, uh, this friend from Italy, who helped me get off the street, I ended up in Asheville, North Carolina. 
um, some friends of mine from high school had uh, moved down here, and, you know, it just felt like a familiar place to, um, well, I say move down here, move down there. And it just felt like a familiar place uh, to, to go to, someplace, you know, that potentially felt safe. You know, I don't know why. It's just a identification there. And where, and, uh, where are you at now? Uh, I So, yeah, I'll get to that because it's kind of a, the story of how I wrote the book. And uh, I think it's a, it's just as interesting and important as... Uh, so I'm in Burlington, uh, Vermont right now. Um, I spent the past two years in Europe um, writing this book. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, before... So for the past... Since 2008, I, up until 2020, I lived in Asheville, North Carolina, and, uh, you know, got off the street and got help and started doing a lot of therapy and work on myself and uh, went through numerous different types of therapy um, and have done a lot of, uh, like, you know, uh, different uh, healing modalities, and including, like, energy work and, you know, all sorts of things, which uh, which have, like you know, drastically, like, done a lot of healing on myself. And um, when uh, 2020 happened, um, it was, you know, a really difficult time period. I had, I had just been coming off medication and um, uh, for the trauma that I had, uh, you know, been dealing with. Um, and, um, yeah, I uh, was working on you know, my trauma and, uh, got connected with some really early childhood trauma and got triggered and ended up in the hospital. And, um, coming out of the hospital, I, uh, I met with a friend, um, and this is 2020. I met with a friend who, uh, who turned me on to this, uh, this is going to sound interesting, but he, 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 uh, shared with me, there was a men's retreat with, uh, this African shaman, uh, his name was Maladoma Somme, and, and the retreat was the retreat was really about like um, bringing the medicine that you came to this, you know, this earth, bringing bringing your purpose, you know, at all costs to uh, you know to fruition, you know, really, um, yeah, and embodying what what you came here to do. And so, you know, I've all, I had always felt like really, you know, drawn to share my story. Um, and, uh, and the housing market in Asheville was, has been, you know, just tightening and tightening and tightening. And so, um, so yeah, after working in uh, trauma and substance abuse in Asheville, North Carolina for about five years, as of this point in 2020, I decided to quit my job and I started writing this book. And uh, and a series of events, you know, happened that led me to leave the country, which one of them was losing my car and there's not much like public transportation in Nashville. And so if I had to, if I was going to find like a, or if, if I was going to be able to um, commute to work, I'd have to live close to the city. And, uh, so I lost my car and then, uh, my landlady told me I had to be out three months, um, by the end of the summer. And so I called my friend in Italy, the guy who helped me, uh, get off the street, um, years before. And, uh, 
and I he had offered to he had messaged me a, a while back and had said you know why don't you come to Italy and work with me like what are you doing with yourself right now and so I I got a hold of him and I said you know is the offer still on the table and, and so uh, you know with with the settlement money from losing my car I ended up going to Italy and um, you know it's about two thousand dollars and. And uh, from there, I, I started writing this book and, uh, you know, making connections. And, uh, you know, since then, I've spoken in uh, youth camp in Romania, um, doing mental health classes uh, with teenagers there. Um, I've spoken virtually to... Hey, Jeff, we only have about 30 seconds left. Okay. Um, do you have a website? I do, yeah. Um, you can it? you can check me out uh, at uh, www.thebridgewithin.com. That's uh, www.thebridgewithin.com. And uh, there's also a landing page I have. It is link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash mybridgewithin. That's link l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash my bridge within all right and if you'll email me those two uh sites i can include that on our episode description on our web page wonderful thank you so much and Uh, i'll just i'll just uh for clarification so my book is in the editing process right now um and so i'm actually raising money via kickstarter for that so, All right. Um, yeah, you can find that. So, um, for those who've just joined us, um, you're, you've been listening to Radioactive Magazine, and we've been talking to Jeff Spitari uh, about his book, The Bridge Within, that does um, basically some soul searching about his family, dysfunctional aspects and how he dealt with that and has been recovering. Uh, Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much, Craig.